This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers the past one day at a time. My name is Gabe Luzier, and one of my goals with the show is to remind people that the world of the past had just as many bizarre and unexpected moments as the one we live in today. And here's a story that shows exactly what I mean. It's the time when the King of Scotland and future King of England spent all day hiding in an oak tree. The day was September 6th, 1651. After fleeing for his life following his defeat at the Battle of Worcester, Charles II, the King of Scotland and rightful King of England, took refuge in a tall oak tree, where he remained until the coast was clear. A few days earlier, on September 3rd, Oliver Cromwell and his parliamentarian forces had won the final battle of the English Civil War. When it was clear the Royalists had lost, the 21-year-old Charles II escaped the battlefield on horseback with some of his most trusted men. They rode 40 miles through the countryside until at last reaching the ruins of the White Lady's Nunnery on the northern border of Shropshire. When they arrived, Charles' troops set about disguising him. They dressed him in old clothes, cut his hair, and smeared his face with soot. It was a necessary measure because Cromwell had already dispatched soldiers to hunt down the rogue king. Wanted posters quickly appeared far and wide, and a 1,000-pound reward was issued for his capture. With the king safe for the time being, most of his friends departed to avoid drawing attention to the group. Only Richard Penderell remained with Charles to help lead him through the woods. On September 5th, the pair fled towards the River Severn, where they hoped to cross into Wales and from there sail to the relative safety of France. Unfortunately, they found that the Severn was heavily guarded by Cromwell's patrols. Left with no way forward, Charles and Richard were forced to turn back the way they came. This time, they headed for Boscobel House, a remote hunting lodge about a mile away from the nunnery where they'd hidden the night before. When they arrived at around 3 a.m. on the morning of September 6th, they were informed by Richard's brothers that the White Lady's nunnery had already been raided by Cromwell's soldiers. Another royalist fugitive named Major William Carlis was also hiding out at Boscobel. He suggested that it would be safer if Charles didn't stay in the house. Instead, he recommended that the two of them climb a bushy oak tree on the house grounds. That way, they could see in all directions and keep tabs on the enemy soldiers who would surely come looking for them. Charles agreed, and at daybreak, he and Carlos climbed into a great oak tree about 150 yards from the house. The two men passed the remainder of the day huddled close in the oak's thick branches. They dined on beer and cheese, but for the most part, they stayed silent and kept watch on the woods below. Some 30 years later, Charles recounted his experience, saying, quote, While we were in the tree, we see soldiers going up and down in the thickest of the wood, searching for persons escaped, we seeing them now and then peeping out of the woods. 
Despite the stress of their situation, the exhausted Charles couldn't keep his eyes open. He reportedly spent part of the day asleep in the arms of Major Carlos, who made sure the sleeping king didn't give away their position by falling out of the tree. That evening, under cover of darkness, the two men climbed down and returned to the house, where they enjoyed a chicken dinner together. Charles spent the night in a small hidey hole under the floor of a room in the attic. It was a tight fit for the lanky king, but probably still more comfortable than a tree branch. The next morning, Charles is said to have helped fry some sliced mutton for breakfast. We know this because years later, Charles recalled his skill with the frying pan with a great deal of pride. And to be fair, he had been through a lot by that point, so we'll just let him have it. After this brief respite at Boscobel House, Charles continued his life on the lamb for an additional six weeks, being ushered from one safe house to another by those who remained loyal to him. Then, at last, on the morning of October 15th, Charles boarded a boat and made his escape to France. Once there, he engaged in a very long waiting game. It would be nearly ten years until Cromwell died, and it was finally safe for him to return to England and reclaim his rightful throne. After Charles II's return, the Penderell brothers were rewarded for their loyalty, and the tree where the king hid became a popular tourist destination, known as the Royal Oak. Sadly, souvenir hunters were a bit too eager in their bid to own a piece of history. By 1720, so many pieces of the tree had been hacked off and turned into snuff boxes and other trinkets that almost none of it remained. The oak tree that stands at Boscobel today is believed to be a descendant of the original, which likely grew from one of its acorns. But the tree's offspring isn't the only reminder of this pivotal event in British history. Today, you'll also find plenty of pubs named the Royal Oak in its honor. In fact, there are well over 500 Royal Oak pubs and counting. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like, please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHC Podcast. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.